The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we're continuing our 25 most interesting series. We're talking about number 23. He might be one of the shittest blokes in the NBA, but we still got to talk about him about for, uh, for fantasy basketball. Let's go! open. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are going through number 23, Miles Bridges, on the most interesting fantasy basketball players uh, series. Now, what is this series? Have you just stumbled across this? I'm counting down the top 25 most interesting, most influential, most fascinating players. Players in fantasy basketball leading into the draft where I'll be doing a podcast every day leading up to the last draft weekend before fantasy or before the NBA season starts and our fantasy basketball teams can get into action. So today we're talking about Miles Bridges. Now, you can um, debate the morals and the enjoyment out of drafting Miles Bridges and I'm right there with you. If you don't want to draft this guy because he's a shit dude who uh, obviously... Uh, was convicted of uh, assault, beating up his girlfriend, and, um, you know, there's just an all-round shit bloke. I totally get it. I totally understand. I definitely can see the um, side of fantasy basketball is about fun, and you want to pick players that you enjoy cheering for and going for, and I 100% get it. I probably, in my opinion, agree with that. Um, But some people will, will... just look at this and go, okay, I want the best players. I want to win. I want to win in my cash leagues and what other players that can do that. And I think that Miles Bridges is someone that we do, unfortunately, need to have a discussion about, particularly because of where he's going in drafts and what he has done in the past. But there are it's not as simple as him just coming back and doing exactly what he did. What can we expect this season? What's different from the last time he played, besides the fact that he has um, been suspended for the entire season, basically, last year? And, um, yeah, we won't talk too much about that. We're just going to talk about uh, more just basketball things. But let me know down in the comments below, guys. Do you think that you're going to be drafting Miles Bridges out of, um, you know, just because he's good value? Or are you just going to avoid him altogether because he is, in fact, 
a guaranteed locked-in shit bloke, um, which I totally get as well. But let's get into talking about the fantasy basketball aspects of things. So, Miles Bridges, he's 25.5 years old, so right uh, smack bang, bing, smack bang, oh Jesus, I can't talk today, uh, smack bang in the middle of his prime, uh, so he is definitely not, um, you know, going down yet in his value, he, he might even still be ascending in his value, so that is always good to know, ADP over on Yahoo is 94.3, Fantrax 87.6, and ESPN as always has fallen asleep at the wheel, or maybe they're just all morally righteous people over there, um, don't know which, but um, on ESPN, here's the 133.4 uh, on their ADP data, so um, he obviously didn't play at all last season because of suspensions, lawsuits, um, court cases, all that sort of shit. But he last played in 2021-22, and he played 80 games of that of that year, so only missed two games that season, and he played 35.5 minutes in that season. So big minutes, lots of games. So if you're a big fan of totals, he would have done really well in that season. Um I'm being a little sarcastic there. I don't really give a shit about totals. Um, nine category rankings for that season. He was the 31st. For points leagues, he was 38th. And for minus one rankings, he was 49th. So I want to emphasize that, that the difference between his minus one rankings in a category league, which again, if you haven't heard or know what a minus one ranking is, it is a player's worst category taken away from their um, their value, as well as I'm weighting the turnovers by 25%. So um, I still have a little bit of value in them, but nowhere near as much as the others. And for every player, we've taken out their worst um, category. This is so it can more reflect punting strategies. Um, and it, I think it's more useful in head-to-head leagues because obviously a lot of teams are punting. Giannis and Senator Kumpo is not the 108th ranked player. In a minus one setting, he is more like the 12th or 13th best player in that setting, um, which is why people draft him in the first round. So that is where he, he ranks for that. Category. So the reason I point that out as it's actually fairly different. So he's dropped down as a minus one ranking because we're going to talk about this later. He is someone that contributes across the board, but doesn't benefit really from any particular punt strategy. So you can see that 31st ranking there. And when you look at his ranking in previous seasons, that 31 will be there on most sites. But I think it is a little bit misleading. I don't think he's quite that valuable for fantasy basketball leagues, or at least he wasn't in that season, uh, I don't believe. Despite, obviously, that season he was a huge breakout because we were drafting him in a similar spot to where we are drafting him this season. So let's have a look at that season. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Season. 
And when he was in the 2021-22, he put up 20 points per game, 1.93, 7 rebounds, 3.8 assists. He also put up 0.9 steals, 0.8 blocks, did it efficiently at 49% from the field and 80.2% from the free throw line. So all very good numbers. In fact, if I look over his season, Based on Basketball Monsters, um, you know, Z-scores, he was a positive in every single category except for turnovers, and even then he was just a minor negative at zero point, a negative 0.45. So he is definitely um, a really, really valuable player in that nine-category setting. His biggest value was, of course, his points at 20 points per game, and his next was his rebounds at seven point, uh, 7 rebounds. In that minus 1 rankings, his lowest category was steals, which, again, at 0.9, it's not necessarily something you would think of as, oh, you're a terrible steals player, but it was his worst category, so that was the one that dropped off in those rankings, um, which in a... Um, uh, Z-score uh, point of view, he was positive by 0.18. Um, so all around very solid numbers. Remember, he did that in uh, 35.5 minutes. He also had the third highest usage in the starting lineup behind uh, Lamelo Ball, who was a clear number one, and only just behind Terry Rozier in that starting lineup as well. So he got a fair amount of the usage, fair amount of the shots on that team. He also played a bunch of minutes on that squad as well, I think. Uh, he was the highest in terms of minutes for that uh, team on that year. So he was kind of like their leading guy for the most part um, when you look at um, usage combined with minutes. But what has changed? What is different between two years ago and this upcoming season? What has changed on this team? So there's a few key ins and outs since the last time he played. So last time he played, the starters, uh, Miles... uh, Mason Plumley was starting. Um, they also had Montrezl Harrell there. Montrezl Harrell was there, and they kind of split minutes at the center position. Um, I highlight that because Montrezl Harrell was a high-usage center that came on and got a lot of shots up. Um, and also Kelly Oubre was there and playing lots of minutes as well as a sort of sixth or seventh man. Again, high-usage player. They are now all gone. And they are somewhat replaced by Brandon Miller, the rookie this season, Mark Williams, and uh, Nick Richardson as sort of your center combo there. So I would say that the Plumlee-Williams usage kind of cancels each other out. Maybe Williams has slightly higher usage than Plumlee was, who was notoriously very low usage, but Richard's definitely lower than Montrez Harrell. And I also think that Brandon Miller will have a lower usage than a Kelly Oubre did in the minutes that he plays. So... With all that said, I actually think that there's a chance for Miles Bridges' usage to be even higher this year. I think he has a chance to be the number two guy when it comes to usage behind a Lamello Ball. Um, Terry Rozier is a couple years older. Um, also, I didn't put up on the screen here for the YouTube viewers, but last last time he played, Gordon Hay was, was playing 32 minutes at night, and he had a decently high usage as well. He did that on 49 games. Um, so, you know, obviously, Gordon Hayward doesn't play the entire season, so... That wasn't affecting his entire season, but when he was out there, he was playing a decent chunk of minutes, um, whereas I don't think that, that will be necessarily the case this year. I think Gordon Hayward, is his, uh, his time's coming to an end, and I think that will um, happen this year, even in the games he does play. I don't think the minutes and usage is going to be as high as they were in that year. But he is someone that when we talk about the extra stuff that's gone on with him, he obviously, there's a very poor... Uh, I guess, image that surrounds him that the team has to, I guess, deal with from like protecting their image. Like how does it look on the team if they all of a sudden go, okay, he's back, he's 
our guy again. Like, I don't know if the optics of that are, are nice, but the other thing is sometimes the NBA can have a short memory and sometimes these things just kind of are water on the bridge and, and we kind of all just move on and, and that could definitely be the case. There's also the issue of him signing the qualifying offer and not signing an extension from this team. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. Is he a part of the team's future? From a pure basketball standpoint, you'd want to keep a talent like that around. But again, the optics, the the chemistry in the locker room, um, I don't know. It's very hard. I don't have the answers to these kinds of things, but they are extra factors that we need to to come bring into the table. Um you know, how much does PJ Washington play? He was not playing as many minutes than what I expect him to play this season. Brandon Miller is the X factor here as well. How many minutes does he play? Um, he's obviously also suspended the first um, 10 games of the season. He hasn't played in an entire season's time, so maybe his fitness isn't quite as high as it was back then. So I'm expecting for all of those unknowns and all of those variables for his minutes to actually be down compared to... And the other thing, he played 35.5 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. So I think it's reasonable for us to expect those minutes to be closer to 30 per game, even maybe potentially the high 20s if it is a case of the fact that they don't view him as part of their future and he's going to walk at the end of the year. That might be a, a, a case there. I think that they're not going to worry about that too much. So I think minutes in the you know, 30, 31, 32 minutes is probably more what we expect. But definitely, I don't think 35 or 36, which is basically what he did last season. So compared to last year, I think the usage will be the same, if not higher, and the minutes are going to come down. So how does that look for what I expect him to average? So basically... The last thing we're going to talk about here is his nine cat ranking we talked about versus his minus one ranking. So he suffers what I am now, you know, coining the Tobias Harris syndrome, which is where you're good or average across the board at a lot of stats. You're not excellent in one particular stat at all. So when the usage comes down, I think that that affects his scoring the most, which again was his probably one stat where he was above a one a positive one uh, Z score. So he was a 1.27 Z score according to Basketball Monster in 2020-22. Sorry, 21-22. And if his usage comes down, I think that that maybe dips below that. So instead of maybe averaging 20 points per game, I think he's probably going to average closer to something like 18 points per game. So a couple of points lost there. And the other things all just tick back a little bit as those minutes come down um, slightly as well. So in terms of his ranking, he might have a chance to still be, from a nine-category point of view, a top 50 player. But when we convert that over to a minus one ranking, I think that that's going to more reflect something of like a 75 to 85 type guy. So... If you're someone that cares about having a player that is a ranked player, I think he's going to smash where he's going in drafts. Um, But I do also think that that ranking of what he will do as a nine-cat guy does overrate him in a little bit. So it's it's kind of weird. I think he's going too low based on what he's going to do in a nine-cat setting, but he's probably going about right if I'm considering punting, considering minus one rankings and things like that, plus the 10-game suspension that you have to factor in as well. So he's going to miss the first couple of weeks. There is some uncertainty. So where he's going at the moment, I actually don't think is too bad. If you can get him at 90, 85, 90, 95, I think it's all about right. If you get him outside the top 100, 
well, then there's very little downside. And, you know, even if he is too much of a shit bloke for your handle, you could even just drop him at that point. But 80, 80 to 90, 85 to 95, I think is about the right spot to go. If you are in a Roto League, I think you can probably afford to take him a fair bit higher. I think in a Roto League, he's probably someone I'd be happy to reach for inside the top 75. Uh, around that 70 mark, I think is no dramas for Miles Bridges. But in a head-to-head league, when you've got things like punting, um, you, you know, you're know you a bit more uncertain about the week-to-week scenario of what he does. Um, you, you, you're taking that loss in the first couple of weeks very clearly versus in a Roto. You just put him on your bench for a little while and then bring him back on when he's here. That hurts a little bit more. So he's definitely more of a roto play to me than a head-to-head play. Um, and in a points league, you, again, he's probably going to be a bit higher up. So probably not quite as high as a roto. But again, you don't have to worry about the evenness of his stats. His stats all just contribute to fantasy points. So in a points league, he's probably going too low in my opinion. So if we go back to those um, ADP data... If you're in a points league and he's going on Yahoo at 94, you are laughing. I think he can smash that by 30 spots, really. I think he can. you probably take him another 15 spots higher than that. In a fan tracks league, you probably got another 10 spots higher than that you can take him. ESPN, I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but you have got 60 to, 50 to 60 spots that you can take him higher than that uh, for Miles Bridges. Again, I know that there's other questions about him and there's the moral thing. Okay, but if I'm just talking about literal numbers and where he's going to project at the start of the season. Uh, I think compared to those ADB data in a points league, he will fairly comfortably beat that, uh, assuming he is able to get to that 30, 31 minutes a night that I'm expecting him to do. So that is it for a Miles Bridges. Let me know down in the comments below on YouTube, what do you think about Miles Bridges from a fantasy basketball point this year? This year, What do you think about him from a shit bloke point of view this year as well? And in a second, we are going to give you a clue on who is going to be appearing in tomorrow's podcast for number 22. But before we do that, guys, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Give this video a big thumbs up. And if you haven't already, go over and check out ballboysmba.com and have a look at my season guide and and get yourself a membership, either platinum membership or silver membership on ballboysmba.com. You can grab my projections for the top 250 players in fantasy basketball. That has my minus one rankings, my nine cat rankings, my Yahoo points projections, my ESPN points projections, as well as all stats projected for all of those players. Um, you can go and check that one out there. You've got my top 150 um, rankings for points and categories. I've also, by now, hopefully it's up there by now, got my Dynasty rankings up there for category leagues, as well as during the season, we're going to be doing some exclusive Q&A podcasts um, where you can answer me as many questions as you want. And once a week, we're going to sit down as a little community and answer all those questions for you guys um, exclusively for you. And I've also got some little sneaky fantasy basketball articles going out there as well. A lot of people, uh, I think, have been testing. I've seen a few of my mock drafts, people testing out my favorite punt build, which I will not reveal on this video, but it is a punt strategy I think is going to be very, very good this season. So go and check that one out. So number 22, here is your clue for this one here, guys. This player has been a top 20 player. He was a top 50 player just two seasons ago. He is in a, he's in a new situation. He's at a new team. And a lot of people have kind of just written him off. And I don't know if we should be so sure to do that. I think that this could be a guy that bounces back in a big way. He is not old. 
And I think that he could potentially be someone that you need to keep an eye on for your fantasy basketball drafts. Who is he? If you have a guess, drop it down in the comment section below. Let me know who you think it is. But otherwise, I will see you guys tomorrow to break down the next guy at pick number 22. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.